Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 340. And away we go. We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. And back from the dead, a disease I thought was gone of the way of polio. Uh, man, I can actually say I met a Coxsackie disease survivor, Mr. Marcus Davenport Schwan Third. What's going on, buddy? How you feeling? Congratulations. So just like how AJ Pan, uh, not AJ Pan, AJ Hawk on Pat McAfee's show, they introduced him as a COVID survivor. Is that going to be my title now? I'm a Coxsackie survivor? You're a cock survivor, yes. <laughs> Oh man, dude! I can't believe how long I was quarantined for—thirteen days. That's nuts. That's absolutely it's wild. Like, like t- in the you- beginning, when I I, I hit you up, right? Uh, I remember like, I thought I had COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I was dead certain I had COVID because, like you know, I had the fever. I was knocked on my ass like the whole day. I don't. I don't. I'm not one to nap. I napped the whole fucking day. Um, took a test. Took two tests. Test negative. I was like, all right, well, maybe it's because, like, you know, it's the first day. The next day came, and, dude, I had the, the blistering rash on my hands, my feet, my face. That's when because my daughter had it a few weeks before. Blisters? Yeah. And, like, I knew. I was like, fuck. So you didn't I have Kaksaki. You thought you knew she had it? Yeah. Okay. Did I you not, did not think it. you can get it? Um. So they told me that like adult, it's very rare for adults very to get rare, it. Yeah. When they get it, when they get it, it is bad. But like, uh, yeah, it was, it was very rare. So I was like, thinking, all right, so I might be fine. And like, you know, what am I going to do? Not take care of my daughter? Like, you know, like, I, I got to do what I got to do. Um, you know, I made sure I like, wash my hands like religiously and whatnot. But yeah, dude, fuck, it, it hit me bad. <laughs> Apparently, a few other dads at the state care got it too, and not your wife. Not like, my wife, thank God. Knock on wood. Hopefully she doesn't get it. So a couple of co- a couple of coworkers were talking about their kids and they got sick or something and diseases were passing through their house. I'm like, mm-hmm. get this. A friend of mine has suffered Coxsackie disease. A disease I've heard of, but once again, to my acknowledgement, I thought it was an old medieval disease. And then I tell them, yeah, it's apparently it's going around. All the dads have it. Really? No, that's what you said. You told me. Oh, like, you told me all the like. Oh, all, I okay. Yeah. Like, okay, I thought. I thought no, you, no. your friends were saying. Okay, you told me like all your like all the dads in the daycare have it. Yeah, they asked me a good question. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, why do all the <laughs> why do all the dads have it? What are you guys hanging out in a, like a hot tub or something? I I I, <laughs> I don't know a single dad over there. I don't hang out with anyone in in the from the daycare. Like, I I have no idea. And you tell me you have COVID. So when we go on air. I'm talking, oh, Mark's not here because he has COVID, but the great AJ Pan says, oh, no, he has some sort of cock disease. I'm like, you should have told me that beforehand. 
So now you make me look stupid. Right. Uh, I'm your best friend, and AJ's your sworn enemy, but you told him it's fine. Well, no, because well, AJ, he, he books uh, BCW, and, and, like, you know, obviously him and I, we have to interact because of my uh, my role at BCW. And I think I hit him up, like, as soon as I figure out what was going on with myself, I was like, oh, dude, I, I just got to let you know I have uh, Coxsackie. That's, that's how I let him know. Is that nuts? That's fucking nuts, dude. I cannot believe I got this fucking thing. A phrase so I'm... to any any new parents out there or, or, or parents that are starting to bring their kids to daycare, um, Coxsackie is a thing. It's hand, foot, and mouth disease. And you can get it. And it's a bitch when you do. Is there any reason why your wife did not get it? Did she do anything different? Were you more interactive with the baby? What did you know? Did they say anything? How she avoided this? I, I more, I was at that point more interactive with the baby mm-hmm. because of the fact that like my wife had soccer duties along with her cock, uh, cock soccer teacher, cock soccer duties, right? <laughs> That's you were trying to force that one. <laughs> Sometimes you, they don't all work. They're not all home runs. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, fortunately with like the away games, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, she wasn't as around with my daughter as much so i think that's probably how she didn't get it also like apparently even after your symptoms are gone you could still be contagious through like you know say like feces right Mm -hmm. and of course my daughter goes to the bathroom in her diaper i I probably maybe got poop on myself or whatever and that that could have been more than enough nuts yeah fucking absolutely nuts it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely not. So, I'm here. I'm fine, dude. Before, like, it was all over my face, man. I saw myself in the mirror. I wanted to cry. Like, it was just so bad. So, and Darius Carter, crazy. Darius Carter hit me up for an interview. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that week, I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't, I can't do this, man. Sorry, dude. Like, I cannot be on the camera with this. <laughs> so I hurt my hand when I fell a couple weeks ago. And uh, I had to put a Band-Aid on to cover my wound. And in order to get the Band-Aid on, I had to wrap my arm up. I noticed I developed a little blister on my wrist because of the Band-Aid. Minor little thing, but it was fucking annoying and painful. Like, how bad were your blisters? How big? What was the size of them? So bad. Because it was, it was, it was, it was, dude, it was all over the hands, the feet, the face, and like, Especially in the feet, like I couldn't walk. It felt like I was oh. like walking on fire. Like it was just so bad. It was a blistering rash, like literally all over those areas. Medi- it wasn't. It wasn't chickenpox. My mom thought it was chickenpox. I said like, no because that would be all over my body. Mm. That's not the case here. So treat with medication, or just let it pass. There's no. There's no. There's oh nothing you can do for it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do for it. It was horrible, man. But I'm glad to be back here with you. I'm glad that we're going to be uh, talking about some wrestling here that occurred over the week. And uh, I'm, I'm, let's get right into it, man. What, what do you got for me? Yeah, Mark, you've been uh, you've been out of action for a while. So let me take the reins this week. Let, let me tell you what was trending. Scott Demore at Scott Demore, the company that a generation grew up watching is back. Get on board for a wild ride or get out of our way because if you stand in our way. Will fucking run you over. Hashtag TNA is back. Johnny Bravo at Johnny Bravo first. In a world of professional wrestling where surprises are spoiled and everything is leaked, it's kind of nice to be able to shock people 
Y'all didn't see that coming. Yeah, I did not see that coming. At the end of Bound for Glory, they announced Impact will be no more. They're resorting back to TNA. I mean, apparently TNA, the Impact officials are loving how this went over, loving the reaction from the fans. How much of a impact is this re rebranding going to be? And any chance this will change what the current product of Impact is? Um, so, first off, I mean, it's already having a significant impact. I think a lot of people are really excited about it from the fans to the talent. You've seen a lot about this. I've seen a, a lot of uh, action and play about this on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, if anything, like... It's kind of like, you know, when a team, like a football team, they, they change jerseys or they change logos, right? Like, it, it's not, to an outsider, it may not be a big deal, right? Or, or it just makes people like, oh, that's a nice little tweak, whatever. But, it, you know, mentally, it's like, it's a refresh, mm-hmm. you know, for for the for the coaches, for, for the players. In the same case with the, with the wrestlers here. I think that's what it is. I think, you know, the fact that they're, the, it's a rebrand. It's a reboot, and they're all they're all hyped about it. So yeah, Everybody. of course you're gonna have you're gonna have that there. Now, what will it actually do? I don't know. You know, like as far as like the product itself, like the wrestlers have been solid, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like everyone, especially like, we always talk about it. nonstop. We've talked about it, and, and since we've talked about it, the roster has changed, but it still holds true. The knockouts division is the best women's roster in all of wrestling. Period. So what exactly is going to change here? You know, I I I I don't know. I think the only, the biggest way that for them to have an impact, a true impact, is for them to have a different cable provider. Hands down. You know, to have to have a larger audience. You know, like, I think the TNA is going to be a morale boost. I don't know how long that will last, but. You know, as far as bringing more eyes to the product or anything like that, like it's not necessarily going to work until they get into a bigger platform. What do you think? No, I totally agree. As somebody who's gotten into Impact as Impact, somebody who always, whenever I could get a chance, would watch TNA because I never knew when it was on. TNA did some great stuff, but mainstream media always shot on it is it wasn't doing that great or it was mismanaged, etc. There's so many negatives towards the EM- TNA brand. And so they decided to rebrand themselves as Impact, which was the name of their show. For those of you who do not know, Impact was their Raw. Impact was their Dynamite. It was TNA Impact. They decided to rebrand themselves with a double entendre of TNA. A little backstory for those of you who do not know for some reason. Okay, that made sense. All right. You want to take yourself more seriously or as a contender? But then I got into Impact when it was Impact, knowing the history of TNA. Then like A couple of years ago, Moose brought back the TNA Championship. And yes, they, I remember that. They started to go back into the history of TNA and looking at the division of TNA and Impact. So, yeah, it just seems like it's going to be a different attitude. A different, like, we, we're, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's a different chip on their shoulder. It's a different confidence being the right. brand of TNA because I think they wanted to be TNA. Everyone on that roster was a TNA fan. Everyone publicly said that. Nobody grew up being an Impact fan. Again, I think it was just an attitude, the way they just transcended the business. They never tried to be a competitor with WWE. Like no. AEW is trying to be with WWE. For them too. They never even tried to, except for those, what, when they tried to go head-to-head with on Raw for a couple months, thanks to Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, that was that was a Hulk Hogan-Eric Bischoff move. And that though, was a so, huge bumble. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So they never tried to compete as a competitor. They would always branded themselves in their alternative, the alternate. 
And TNA was that, man. And I think going back to that is awesome. Somebody said it's going backward, taking a step back because you're going back to what you were instead of evolving. And I see that point of view. But just TNA, like uh, Scott Moore said in the ring, if you haven't seen that promo, everywhere they go, people still call it TNA. Other countries out of the world, when they do world tours, don't know the double entendre of tits and ass. So they don't know why they changed it in the first place. That's that's the thing, though, what I wonder about with, like, you know, because we live in the day of social media, right? So, you know, with hashtags on Instagram, that's a big deal. If TNA is also sort of associated with tits and ass, like, that could be a banned hashtag. You know what I mean? So I I, I do wonder how that saying. Um, but play all ex- outside the United States, tits and ass is not a phrase, so they don't know what that means. And also, I have not even heard the term TNA. I have not even heard the word tits and ass for years. So I think that is kind of passe. Again, evolving times, that's not an appropriate thing to say. So when people think of TNA, they think of total nonstop action now. I think that's not the double entendre is gone. So I think well, they're safe. I, I mean, obviously, I get, hopefully, you know, they have bright minds to figure that one out. So, like, you know, they're not putting up these hashtags and it's, no one's going to see it. So, uh, you know, good for them. I, I'm, I'm pumped to see where, where this goes because, hell, I mean, the, the wrestlers are excited about it. They're amped. The, the Impact fans or the TNA fans, they're amped. Uh, so that means, like, these next few shows, it's going to be hot. It's going to be energetic, and I'm stoked for it. Quick question. What else you got, buddy? Just one quick question because I wanted to ask, talk to you specifically since you're Mr. Branding and marketing guy. How hard is it to rebrand oneself? Um, you have to do it right. Like it, it's it's not easy per se. Uh, you have to. There's got to be a plan in place. A lot of strategy, a lot of talks, a lot of conversations. It's not just something that happens overnight. You know, like it, this had to be in conversation for at least for at least a year. Yeah, at least like something of this something of this magnitude. I would say for it to get right. I would say six months to a year. This is probably where the, the, the planning, the initial talk about it took place and for him to start strategizing. Like, all right, how are we going to do this? What's the date? Are we going to do this? What is this going to look like? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, it, it's not a one, two, three thing. So far, it seems like it's been a great idea. So looking forward to what happens in 2024 for TNA. Never thought I'd say that. But moving on, WrestleOps at WrestleOps quotes, W-O-N. Tony Khan wanted Ric Flair to be part of the Sting retirement storyline, and he's supposed to be on the show as part of this through to March 2024. I believe part of this is also that AEW will promote Ric Flair's woo energy drink. You know, I love how wrestling brings us together, but it also mm. it's divides us. Everything everything is so divide divisible these days. Everyone always has to take one side over the other. And I was everything diving with everything, diving deep into Twitter, and here's two two tweets I just wanted to quote because it just shows you how divisive and narrow minded people can be. I love that you're putting it to work, man. You, 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 oh, yeah. I, I usually just do one tweet. You're, you're, you do multiple tweets. Good for you. IVP videos at IVP videos. I legit don't get the Ric Flair thing. A one-night deal to pop the crowd is one thing. A five-month run will only end in diminishing returns and sadness. If he's with Sting on a weekly basis, this is a huge misfire. Okay, point point taken. Then you see Justin Hollis at the Jaybird 904. All the haters are going <laughs> to... I'm sorry. All the haters are going to hate that Ric Flair is appearing in AW. They'll tweet the old guys are taking the spotlight away. Get over it, brah. Let's think have the next couple months. Let's think finish a story. It's amazing how you get both people can watch one thing and get two different sides of the coin. That's what you got to love about it, man. It's art. Is, is, it's bring, art. is bringing back Ric Flair best for business? And how do you see them using him over the next five months? 
because tonight was great. Last week was great, but five months of this. It's interesting. Oh, Nothing to hold up. I, I saw it was five months today, right? That, that, that this run is going to go for. And my heart kind of sank. Really? I was, I was, I was, I was amped. I love Ric Flair, man. I was amped to see him on AEW. I thought that was very fitting, especially with like, you know, Sting's retirement. Nice gift. Nice hoorah. You know, I was wondering, like, you know, maybe it's going to be a thing like, you know, every so often up until he finally retires, you know, you get people from Blast from the Past, maybe get Hogan come in, mm-hmm. maybe get Lex Luger, you know, get, get the old boys from WCW, you know, uh, maybe from Impact even. I'm sorry, TNA. But I, you know, five months with Ric Flair. How, how old is Flair now? What, almost 80. He's almost 80. And recently, Ric Flair won a record to say that he does want to have one more match. Did he officially? Even though he had his last match. The whole pay-per-view about yeah, it. He's, he, said, he says he has one more match left in him. Wow, okay. Five months is a long run. And Ric Flair, knowing his fucking crazy ass, especially with after what he just said. 74. Not even close. 74. 74? According to who? I think he. Isn't he I thought he was like Vince McMahon's age. Isn't Vince McMahon seventy four? I thought he was seventy eight. Oh no! Wait, that's my mom. Never mind. Anywho, do you, do you know <laughs> Flair's birthday? Flair's birthday? No, my birthday. Same birthday. Same with the legends. It's awesome. Anyway, off topic. Off topic. That's cute. Thank so I, I worry that Ric Flair is going to die in the AEW ring. That that's my concern because I I, I think honestly, you do the math here. He's going to have a match. It's either going to be a tag match with Sting against maybe Christian and Luchasaurus, or uh, maybe it's going to be to face Sting. Maybe it's going to be one-on-one. That's going to be the, the, both their last matches. They ride off into the sunset or maybe to their graves. Either way, like it, it, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Flair, at some point, you're going to see him in that ring. Ric Flair's last match, that pay-per-view that it was, that spectacle, was a tag team because Ric Flair can't go one-on-one. So and that match was kind of panned, if I remember it correctly. I didn't even watch it because I totally forgot about it. I thought the same thing, but looking at him, seeing how he walked into the ring, see how he entered entered into the ring, I do not see that happening. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, we I, I hope it doesn't H, happen either. Vince McMahon at the time were smart enough to realize, oh, this is it. Come on, let's not let's not do something stupid here. Everyone says some negative things about Tony Khan being a fan and a mark, and he would love to have Ric Flair in a ring. How would how great would it be for AEW? Be the place Ric Flair has his last match. Woo! It just you got to be you got to smarten up here and realize even and in, you, even you know in a tag up? team or in a triple threat. You know what's fucked up? Um, a six sorry, man. sorry, the fucked up part about this is though, it say say it does happen, people are going to watch. Absolutely, a lot of people are going to watch. Everyone's like, going to watch. Yeah. Know, my my brother is a huge Ric Flair fan. He hasn't watched wrestling in forever. He would watch. Of course, everyone's going to watch. You want to see Ric Flair's last match, but right. it's not going to be Ric Flair's last match. Ric Flair will be in there for a couple of minutes. Maybe he'll do it figure four. <laughs> He's not going to do what he did 10, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Right. I don't know what people would expect unless um, people are, again, people are sick. We're talking about we as a human species, we, 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 we seen in the Coliseum people die for our entertainment. Yeah, I think that that would be a sick part. People watch NASCAR see a, a possible car crash happen. I think, honestly, there's, there's a sick part of people that would probably watch this match to see if Ric Flair's going to die or not. Yeah, I think it's a smaller population than we think. I think a lot of people will tune in to see if he did die or gets hurt. They're not, not tuning in to see that he hope that he does. No, well, not to it's, hope that he does, but no, like, you know, people, like, people will. Like, people will. Eh, well, yeah, people it, suck. I just don't see him... In the shape that he's in now, 
especially all the negative reviews about his appearance in his last match. Having one last match. I can see Sting, Darby Allen, him in a tag team against Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Okay. But please don't let it happen. Very surprised. Uh, Johnny Bravo's tweet just said it. It's hard to be surprised. I did not expect that. You know, I, I thought he was still in a cool. Legends contract. I just big surprise. But now that it's seeing it's going to be for five months, week in and week out, I don't know how you sustain that. If you're gonna if you're gonna do five months with him, you know, have him be the, the next Harley Race was a great wrestler, but he was also a great manager. Have him go to Harley Race route. You know, Rick Rick Flair can still talk, still cut a great promo. You know, his name value alone will bring eyes onto whatever wrestler he manages. So do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he maybe he maybe he manages Andrade. Which was the original plan. Time. Remember? I think right. like a year or two ago before that uh dark side of the ring episode came out. And that was kiboshed. So maybe I'll go back revisit that plan. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. But moving on here, my friend. At Kenny for your thoughts. At underscore Kenny Thoughts. Now who had Ronda Rousey working the independence in their twenty twenty three bingo card? Not me. Ronda Rousey teamed with Marina Shafir at a recent Lucha Vavum event in L.A. It wasn't your ordinary match. It was an impromptu match against Brian Kendrick and Taya Valkyrie. What's going on in L.A.? You know, at SummerSlam 2023, Ronda lost to Shayna Baszler, and the rumor was that she reported that this is she's done with WWE. This is it. Bye. It was part of the storyline, and we also heard that it was part of legit, like, all right, I'm done. I'm, this is my swan song. What better way to go out? Now, I did not hear that she's done with WWE officially, but was this a one-off to support her friend, or can we see Ronda Rousey make a return? And if she does, is done with WWE, where do you see her landing? The first thing I thought of, right, was like, how cool would it have been if Marina Shafir was still champion of BCW mm-hmm. and Ronda Rousey come at BCW? Man. Like, that, would, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I think this is a one-off, man. I think, I think people will make it. Obviously, I mean, Ronda Rousey, she's she's a name, right? So, like, you know, whatever she does, it's going to garner attention. And Ronda Rousey's also very loyal to her friends, Marina Shafir. They're best friends, man. That's that's not that's not a work. It's 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 real life, you know. Just from talking Marina Shafir on here, I shot wrestling and and off the air. Like I I know how close they are. I think this is more like a like a favor, more like. Hey man, I'm 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 free. Let me support you, mm-hmm. type of deal, as opposed to her, you know, looking to stay in the mix of things. I think she's done. Like yeah. I, I I think I think she was done towards the end of her contract. I think you know she she did it to see if she could do it because she loved it. But then again, I don't necessarily know for sure. I'm not speaking for anyone. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems like she kind of fell out of love with it the moment she learned more about it. Mm. If that makes sense, it does. I can see what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You know, so I, I think honestly, I don't see her going to AEW. I don't see her going to TNA. I don't see her going back to WWE. She's not going back to the MMA. I think she's done. I think she wants to be a mom. There's also plenty of other things she can do with her brand. You know, like she, she's also done acting roles as well. There's so many different things. Like we're not going to cry poor for Ronda Rousey. She's going to be fine. I, I, she's going to live her best life. She's done a lot of cool things. She's fine. I don't believe anybody's crying poor for her. It was just, I, I think she signed a three-year contract with WWE. One year was out because she had a baby and got pregnant. Usually they freeze contracts when you're out for certain things. 
So I never heard of her being done officially. I'd never heard of her contract being up. So I was kind of, I was I, kind of taken a surprise by this. I thought the contract was up. I didn't think I didn't never I didn't hear officially that it was. That's why I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Is this her? I'm pretty sure it's trying to test the water. I'm not saying it's not. I don't know what I have no clue what's going on here. And uh, I th- again, I think numerous times you talked about it. I'm loving the fact that I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, so, honestly, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm under the impression that her contract is indeed up. But yeah, I think I think we've seen the last of Ronda Rousey in wrestling. I think maybe the next time you see her, it might be an appearance down the road, maybe even Hall of Fame. Yes, I do think Ronda Rousey would probably go into the Hall of Fame in WWE at some point. I know fans will probably make remarks about that, but it's what it is. Like she that. did, she did main event WrestleMania. She was a women's champion in WWE. She's a huge name. At the very least, she'd be in the celebrity wing, but no. she probably deserves more than that. No, she won't be the celebrity wing. She's done more in that in the, what, two, year and a half, two years in WWE than most women on the Hall of Fame done in their careers. And that's coming from a not, someone who's not a big Ronda Rousey fan. And watching the clips, I, I hope she's not done. I hope, do hope we see another run in her because she's still got it. She's still got it. She never lost it. So, she never, yeah, there was so never a told, moment she she lost it. She I was just, hope. you know what it was, man? She was, she was a super freak of an athlete. Yeah. She, she took on to this like so fast. She did such a good job in that ring. Uh, people want to blame botches on her or whatever. Like, stop. Give me a wrestler who's never botched. Name, name one. Yeah. Everyone's botched. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, there's just nuclear heat for Ronda Rousey. Oh, she can't talk, et cetera, et cetera. No, listen. Hey, if you followed her in UFC, she could talk. Either she you, could talk a lot. Even a YouTube show, she could talk. Yeah. Yeah. So I the just, problem, I just the, t- problem, the problem was that she's not she's not scripted. Yeah, she's done acting roles, but she's not an actress per se. Yeah. You so. know, like you, you got to let her do her thing, and they're trying to make her be a babyface. Ronda Rousey was hated in UFC. She was a heel. What was that thing like she let wanted her, to be? Uh, she was surprised the fans were hating on her, or. She was trying to get the fans over, and she was kind of curious why they were hating her so much. I don't know if that was storyline or on her show, but I just think there's more left in the tank for her in this business, and WWE is the place to be for that. And we hope to see her back for a run or two. I don't think she wants it. I don't think she wants it either. Like it, I don't think she wants it yeah. right now, but if she does, I hope she does come back for another run, like she did this, this past year. I think, honestly, man, like Ronda Rousey, do, do, do you, girl. Do your thing. You want to come back to wrestling? I'm sure the door is always open, but like you know, the world is your oyster. There's plenty of things for her to do, for her, for her brand. Hey, hey, keep it in mind. Also, again, she's a mom, so maybe she wants to spend more time with her with kid. A, maybe she wants to have another. So I think another, I think the baby's under two, like under almost two, or if not under two. Uh, just be careful of that cocksacky disease. It's not dead. It's around. Yeah, Rhonda, uh, be careful of cocksacky. It's 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 a bitch. <laughs> It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, let's move on to some television this week. Start with Raw. Seth at Future Free Sky. I can't take this match or the Money in the Bank series if he's going to do this hurt but superhero stuff. It just makes Priest look weak. Yeah, Judgment Day destroyed Cody Rhodes' ankle with a steel chair against the steel steps. Had to be taken to the back. Couldn't walk on it. Couldn't put any pressure on it. At the end of the show, he comes out to make the save, barely putting any weight on his leg, hobbling. Again, we just saw this last year with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes at Crown Jewel when he broke his arm. Now, here we are doing another injury angle. 
Does going with an injury angle make Priest look weak going at the crown jewel? Did it make Brock Lesnar look weak? Priest is not Brock Lesnar. Right. That's the thing. I No matter what, no matter what, buddy, Damian Priest is not that guy. I hate to say it. You know, I, I think Cody Rhodes is obviously a superstar stud. This guy is going to be a champion, a world champion, WWE someday. Don't know when. Uh, but that's obviously going to be the case before his contract is up. Damian Priest, I know he's a money in your bank briefcase holder right now. Yeah. It's like champion, but I was like, no, that's not the word I'm using. Um, he's a money, money in the bank winner, right? So obviously you'd think he's going to be winning a championship soon. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. I would dare say Cody Rhodes is going to win the championship before Damian Priest. I, Damian Priest, like, you know, I, I don't knock wrestlers, man. I don't. Because I, I, I think every single one of them that has the balls to get a step foot in a ring, they deserve nothing but praise. They deserve all the flowers in the world. So I don't want to sit here and knock Damian Priest. I just don't think he's that guy. I don't, I, I don't see him as a, as a, as a threat. So I, yeah, you're talking about is his injury angle hurting him? No, because you just, we just said, did it hurt Brock Lesnar? Like, no, Damian Priest is not Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Exactly. And a guy that big, a guy that's supposed to be that big of a badass, he should be in that level, especially someone that's holding the money in the bank, uh, the money in the bank briefcase. So from your past statement, do you think he will successfully cash in or would he be the minority and cash in and fail here? Cash and fail. We just had it last I think year. It's going to be cash and fail. We just had it last year with uh, Austin Theory. Think of another cash in and fail two years in a row. Yeah. He's Who's your, he going to be? He was your one to watch a year or two ago. So he's not lived up to your potential? Not, my, not, not, not mine. Yes, two years ago. He Who's was mine? Yes, he was. What he was not at mine. NXT. I'm pretty sure he's, pretty sure he's yours. All right, I'll go back to the tape. I'll bring it back to you next week. Go back to well. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. But all right. So l- l- let's let's look at NXT. His run from NXT to now. NXT. Yeah, he was a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. You know, but like here in the main roster, he's he's a, a lackey. He, has, he really hasn't shown much. And like not, it's not on him. Like I would blame creative more than anything on this. Like Bill just got to be a stud. Like you know, like enough nothing. He's kind of got the Batista role from like when Batista was part of Evolution, right? And Batista, when he got that spot, when he won the Rumble uh, to earn a World Heavyweight Championship opportunity, he he was ready to go. Damian Priest is not there yet. Mm. You know, like, like, yeah, he's the enforcer. He's got the enforcer role. But build him as a, a badass. You know, build it up. Make more interesting. Is anyone interested in Damian Priest? Does anyone think he's going to beat Cody Rhodes? That we do with his injured ankle. Maybe. Maybe, but Cody Rhodes came and made the save. He's Superman. Yeah, I just, I just feel like we're, dream, baby. He's Captain America. We just had this last year, dude, and now we're doing it. I feel like we're just repeating the same thing again. And he went into the Brock Lesnar yeah. match injured and lost. Well, he passed out, didn't lose. He passed out. So I'm just curious to see how this plays off. I just, yeah, I just don't know why they're doing it again. Damian Priest was kind of is building, being built pretty nicely. People backstage like him. He had that great match with Bad Bunny. He's doing a good job in the ring. It's just, yeah, it's something's missing here. Yeah, and a match against Cody Rhodes, missing. him beating Cody Rhodes would be fucking awesome. But now you're beating him at Ooh, a be injured, but hobbled Cody Rhodes. Beating him clean would be awesome. Yeah, but is, does this count as beating him clean if he's coming in with a busted ankle? Right, but like I don't. All right, so Cody's gonna come with a busted ankle if Damian Priest wins. I guarantee you, it's gonna be by the help of Judgment Day. And a guy again in that enforcer role, especially when he, like you know 
if he's supposed to be the next guy to win a championship, a world championship, like he's got to do it on his own. He's got to be built strong. He's got to be built like a badass. You know, like someone with a stature or like, you know, someone like it's supposed to be played as a weasel. Yeah, get that all the help you need, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the Miz, for example, is like a, a weasel type of champion. Like people are like, oh, fuck. God, I hate him. But Damon Priest is not that dude. He's a badass brute. Let him be a badass brute. They're just not. He also made an announcement this year that Money in the Bank, you can cash in on any championship. Mm-hmm. We possibly see him cashing in on a U.S. or an IC title. Maybe he doesn't go for the championship. And I think that's just weak, honestly. I, that doesn't do anything for Damian Priest, really. Okay. It doesn't. Like, how, how much does that do for him? Gives him a championship. Gives him straps. What do you do with the strap, though? That's the thing. We'll see what happens next year. But, like, you know, like, I, I don't think the injury angle itself hurts Damian Priest. I think everything itself has been hurting Damian Priest. Well, okay. Moving on to NXT, the debut of Lexus King. Vince McMahon's thoughts at Vince McMahon Man. This kid hasn't even debuted on NXT TV yet. and is already a bigger star than he's ever been, pal. Hashtag Lexus King. Were you impressed by the debut of Lexus King? And what do you think about them not using the Pillman name going this route? Hate it. Okay, explain. Hate it. I think I think he walks a fine line of being the next Curtis Axel. Like, we all knew Curtis Axel was Mr. Perfect's son. Mm-hmm. We, we, we also got a, a similar type of explanation as far as why he went with Curtis Axel, right? Yes. And, well, it wasn't even Curtis Axel at that point. It was Michael McGillicuddy. That's the difference here. Yeah. And he kind of floundered, man. I mean, he, he had talent. He had great look, too. You know, but like we all knew, we all, we all, everyone made a point to like, hey, that's Mr. Perfect Son. That's Mr. Perfect Son. Hey, did you know he's Mr. Perfect Son? I, he's Mr. Perfect Son. Do something with it. Like it, it just, it, it hurt him more than anything else. And I, and I fear that that might be the same with Lexus King. We all know is Brian Pillman Jr. because he was in AEW with that name. Um, and he looks so much like his dad. Like it's scary looking. Great head of um, hair, by the way. Great head of hair. Right. I mean, he he moves like his dad, talks like his dad. Looks like, I mean, it's, it's 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 scary. So you can't hide it. You can't hide it. So yeah, I think it's going to hurt him more than anything. I and honestly, I mean, I wasn't blown away. I wasn't blown away by his debut for whatever reason. I just feel like the NXT fans. I think it was maybe more so the fans. Like it just kind of fell flat in the audience hmm. for whatever reason. I mean, the dude can go. Yeah, he can go. I, I just feel like there wasn't enough in that match for him to be like, yeah, this is the guy. I think we're all just like so hung up on the name of Lexus King. Even in the, the commentary, they're making a big deal about that. Booker T tried his best to make this sound like a big deal. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if it hit that home run that like people expected to. What do you think? I did not, not have a problem with the debut. I thought he did well. I thought the match was good. Yeah, he did. he, he was thought, fine. I thought the, it was something bad. His opponent, uh, Chen got more offense than I thought he would. It wasn't a really, quote-unquote, squash match. It was somewhat competitive. Uh, Lexus King is not Michael McGillicuddy here. Remember Michael McGillicuddy made his debut? Like, who the fuck is this guy? That's that's Mr. Perfect Son. They're not even acknowledging it? Until he got linked up with Paul Heyman, and they explained, oh, who is this? What is this? We're going to rebrand him and pay homage to his family, his father and his grandfather. So I'm kind of liking the fact that they aren't thinking we're stupid 
They're going the route of, yeah, you know who I am. You know who my father was. You know what my father did. My father died when I was a baby. I don't know my father. So let me pay homage to the man who actually raised me. So they're they're throwing it out to us. This is Brian Pillman's son. You're not stupid. This is Brian Pillman's, Brian Pillman's son. But the fact that he had no relationship with his father, he doesn't want to carry that burden around. So he's going to come in with a new name. That's but, that's the one big positive from it, though. I, I would say. I, I think I don't know who came up with that. That that's a good way to go about it. That's what I thought. That's but, what I like about it. Is they're not. He didn't debut as Lexus King. Oh, here comes Lexus King. What do we know about Lexus King? No, he's saying, "Oh, Brian Pillman's dead. Long live the king." I'm like, well, okay, let's see what you got, kid. I I do wonder if that comes from. Oh, it's not though. Does that stem from reality? Does he really feel that way? I doubt it. But I wouldn't. I, mean, right. I doubt it because how do you hate your father for dying? But I, I had uh, thirty-eight years with mine, so I don't know. Right, right. I don't know, man. Like you know, I, I think the biggest problem here is like, well, Curtis Axel didn't really look like his dad. You know, mm. Brian Brian Pillman Jr. looks like a, a reincarnation of Brian Pillman, his father. So they had to you now. They had to talk about it. again. Michael McKelly, they didn't talk about because you could get away with that. Right, but Brian Pillman Jr. had to, especially like you just said with the AEW storylines. Uh, story I, I, I just, I just wonder, like, because, like, again, like he also moves like his dad, so like, maybe that was part of it too for me. Like, you know, I was kind of just distracted, by, like, oh my god, it looks so much like his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, this is his dad. Like, I feel like I'm watching Brian Pillman again. So maybe that took me out of it, per- me maybe. personally, and it threw me off the saying Lex King. I, I think maybe that's going to be part of the problem. I think Brian Pillman, you, you can't outrun it, man. You, you are your dad. Run with it. And I just feel like that's going to be, it'd be a better version of it. Catch up with him in the storyline wise, or the fact that they're going to keep hammering at home that he wasn't my father. He did not raise me. I'm my own, I'm paving my own legacy. And I'm just I'm more intrigued about Lexus King than I was about Brian Pillman Jr. at AW. So curious about the future holds. He had an impressive debut. Let's see where they go with him next. What storylines they fit in. I, I want, I do want him to succeed. Okay. Don't get me wrong by that. Like and I and I really don't think this match was bad. I just didn't. I I don't know. Like maybe I was thrown off with like you know maybe. the name and all that. You also maybe had I was maybe I was expecting more. Maybe you're delirious, maybe. Maybe maybe, but I do want him to succeed. Like I do hope I'm wrong, but I I do feel like the the name change. I think it's gonna. I think ultimately it's gonna catch up with him. I don't think as much as we're expecting it, being that they announced it, they addressed it. Done. Here it is. Again, if they announced them as Lexus King debut and not mention it, yes. But they addressed it. We're done. Let's move on. Especially Speaking of moving on, Jack Cassidy at Real Jack Cassidy. Swerve broke into Hangman's house and talked shit to his baby. I am not over it yet. Goes on to say, I know we all want Swerve to get that push, but after this shit, Hangman's got it with round two. This segment generally made me feel uncomfortable, and it was great. It was fantastic. So is this the best version of Swerve we've seen to date? And this rivalry already felt personal enough. Did they need to go this route by breaking into his house and talking to his baby? It just seemed like it was a little extra. Um, no, no, I, I don't necessarily know if it was extra. It was, it was unnerving, especially as a parent. Like you know, watching that, you felt uncomfortable. And you also, yeah, you, you hate him. You hate him for doing that. I'm not. I'm not necessarily like. I've never been like you know, someone like, yay, Hangman Page, let's go. But I am for this. I am for this. I want to see Hangman Page kick his ass. That This does wonders for Hangman Page. Like, 
And, and you know, not, not for nothing, like Prince Nana is so over as his manager <laughs> that they're getting they're getting cheered. Yeah, there's he's supposed to be a bad guy, you know. He's supposed to be a big heel, and you don't get more heel than this. Maybe because I'm not a parent, so, I just love this. I'm now more of a Swerve fan than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I thought this was masterfully done. This was a beautiful episode, uh, piece of art. It was fantastic. Oh man, great job! Absolutely fantastic. And again, this felt personal enough, and this just amped it up even more. Like, normal people should probably root for Hangman here, but I just like, yeah, you go, Swerve. Absolutely. Do this. Oh, yeah. You got to you, you amp it up to 110%. Then, well, well done. Maybe such more just, of a Swerve fan. Let me just say, man, Swerve to AEW was probably the, the best WWE acquisition possible for them. Yeah. And again, like, I wasn't the biggest Swerve fan in NXT or WWE or NXT. Um, I wasn't really into him in AEW. I never bought into it. And then he got this Bogle Embassy business. I'm like, oh, let me check this stuff out. And then he partnered with Prince Nana, who we know personally. I'm like, all right, let me pay more attention to this because of Nana. And he's just been killed. This whole Embassy, Mogul Embassy, it just he brought his level to another, brought his game to another level. And I think Swerve. Oh, my Lord. And what I asked, is this the best Swerve seen today? To me, yes. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, like... I feel like every time, every time, and even when AEW's not on, like either him or Nana are trending. Mm. Like this, this is this is big for AEW. Like it's it's one of those sleeper picks, you know. Like you know, you you draft someone in fantasy football, like you know, as a last round, or you maybe pick them as a free agent, and they just all of a sudden become a stud. That's what this is right here. That's Swerve Prince Nana. Those are the sleeper picks for AEW, and they're fucking killing it. Props to both of them. Like I always look forward to the Christian Cage segments on AEW TV shows. Now there's like three of them. But now Swerve is must-see TV for me. So when I saw him coming out, I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. And it paid off. Great segment. Great. Great all around. Prince Nana did a hell of a job as a sidekick there. Um, we just saw this a year or two ago, though, with Seth Rollins and Edge. Seth Rollins was outside Edge's house. And we see him go in because the door was unlocked. Yeah. How did Swerve get into this house? But who's <laughs> taking care of the baby? Yeah. He, Who, that, where's, that's the what, that's, that's, where's the mom? <laughs> that's was... the first thing I'm thinking. Like, Hangman, like, should we talk about how bad of a parent Hangman <laughs> is? Because no one's clearly there taking care of that child. I was, I'm assuming the wife's asleep, but you got to. they weren't talking quietly. <laughs> and the baby, he heard the baby. So I mean, she had heard the baby. <laughs> I just I, oh, I she you, definitely heard the baby. I know you have to suspend disbelief here in wrestling. Now I'll gladly do that every time, but this time, I'm like, we're like, we're the cops? Like, there's there like an alarm? What's going on here? I just found no, that my, my immediate my thought was, who's taking care of that baby? Yeah. But um, <sighs> you know, I, I still like all right for the sake of story. Like, <laughs> hey, like let, let's 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 get reality out of here for a second. Let, let me just buy into what Swerve is doing, and, and still. Even with logic be damned, he did a good job. <laughs> Moving on to SmackDown, WrestleOps at WrestleOps. Quotes, L.A. Knight to Roman Reigns. While you were busy doing suffering succotash, a line he can't not live down. Crispy Wrestling at Crispy Wrestling. L.A. Knight cooked Roman Reigns so hard, I really hope the match delivers at Crown Jewel because the build to this has been top tier. Yeah, man, this match in the last, what, two, three weeks, not even? This match has been building up L.A. Knight as a credible threat to Roman Reigns. The promo exchange tonight here on Friday. LNA dominated Roman Reigns. 
He come out interviews, interrupts his entrance, takes a seat at the head of the table, just owns him on the promo talking. Something we don't see happen a lot. We rarely see that someone take advantage of Roman Reigns like that. They've done a great job building up LA Knight as a credible threat here. With all this build of momentum behind him, a loss here at Crown Jewel, will that hurt him in any way? No. Okay. No, because I, I, I don't really think anyone really expects LA Knight to win. Yeah, I don't think anybody does either, But because they've done a great job building up, maybe? But no. Where does he go from here, then, after he loses? Where, where does he go from here? I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, it, it, I think that's 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 the problem. I mean, where does Sami Zayn where, where go from there? Where did Jey Uso go from there? Cody Rhodes still looking to finish the story. Uh, Kevin Owens team backed up with Sami Zayn tried to go back at the bloodline again. Was kind of floundering around. I mean, where did anyone really go from there? I I, I don't know where Elliot Knight goes from here. I hopefully keeps some momentum up. That's what you hope. Too. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, but like you know, like I, I don't think it's Elliot Knight's story here for for him to 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 win this. No. Like it, I don't know what Elliot Knight's story is going to be. That's for him to figure out after this matchup. I think the the hope here is that he has a strong match. He's a strong showing. He still continues to fan support. Um, and maybe get himself back into the championship picture when after Roman Reigns loses, or maybe against Seth Rollins or whoever else is holding the other championship. Yeah, it's one of those things we talk about numerous times here on the show. Like a, a loss doesn't mean you lost, and I think a, a loss here won't hurt him because we assume he'll have a great showing. It's going to be a good match, mm-hmm. main event of Crown Jewel, great match. We know what Ella Knight can do. Yeah. So a hurt here, I don't think will hurt him. Just I don't know if it's going to hinder any momentum that he had behind him. Well, you and you have next? to think kind of like what what what's next is probably War Games, right? Like Survivor Series next pay per view. Yeah, PLE, excuse me. And like you know, they're, they're obviously still going something going on with John Cena. I don't necessarily know. Like Sag Strike is coming to an end soon. When is Survivor Series? A couple weeks, end of November. In the end of November, I think it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Sex strike will be over. So maybe John. You're breaking news here on the show? Are you breaking news here? Uh, um, it's going well. Okay. It, it is going well. The the negotiations. Uh by the time the show airs, hopefully there'll be some sort of announcement. Uh they're working through the weekend. But John Cena himself has said, like, you know, the reason why he's here is Sag's on strike. He's got multiple projects. Once the strike is over, he's he's gotta go back because he has obligations to take care of. Yeah. So, you know, Realistically, War Games John Cena appearance not in play, I don't think. So it's it, because it's interesting because we saw the promo exchange with Paul Heyman, John Cena. That was a master yeah. class in promos, by the way. Hinting at retirement, hinting at retirement. Maybe maybe it's against Solo. Maybe maybe he loses and he's like, oh, I'm done. Because like you still have this thing that you have the Jey Uso, you have Cody Rhodes, you know, you have all this thing going on with like the, the with the Bloodline, maybe it's Judgment Day and the Bloodline. I don't know. So that's one thing. Does LA Knight somehow go against the Bloodline? The War Games? Does he have a team? Is that the next step? Is War Games been confirmed? I've heard rumors, but I've never heard anything confirmation on it yet. No, nothing's necessarily been set in stone confirmed, but it sounds like you think War, Games, up, no. War Games match is going to happen. I don't know, man. Well. I don't know. I mean, like, all right, how bad will loss will, will this hurt for LA Knight? Because, like, Sami Zayn, okay, do you, do you say the loss hurt Sami Zayn? His no. momentum? No. I don't think so. He's a tag team like, champion next month, right? The next month? He was, next he was a tag team champion, right. Yeah. But after that, after that, that run against the bloodline, like, 
kind of was losing steam a bit. The end of his tag team run, I can see that. Yeah. Now that Kevin he's... Owens kind of the same. He's up and down. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is the only one that didn't really fully hurt because I think we we're all expecting him to finish the story at some point. And Jay Uso has been doing pretty well, right? Yeah, he's killing it. Good right. job. But I, I think I think the bar was very low for Jay Uso, though. I think that's the thing. I think he's just still exceeding expectations. LA Knight, the bar is unfortunately very very high for him. Mm. So it it, it does make you. It, it's kind of Sami Zayn like actually. Sami Zayn was over the moon, right? And then like. You know, he got his tag team championship, and then and it was like, then what? And I do worry if that's going to be the same for LA Knight. That's something he really has to overcome. The thing is, he has over Sami Zayn. He is a better talker than Sami Zayn. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. the, and the best talkers tend to do really well with the fans. Hard not to, yeah. And the rumor is that if Logan Paul does win the United States Championship, he's going to rumor the rumor feud is with uh, KO. I wouldn't mind seeing a feud with for the LA, LA Knight, Logan Paul for the title. That would be a fucking interesting feud. Two of the best talkers going at it like we saw tonight. That's something maybe down the pipeline for him. We'll see what happens. Right. Plenty of opportunities there for LA Knight. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, that kind of wrap things up here on my end. Any go-home thoughts for you? Yeah. Um. So I, I just recently saw something about John Moxley talking about, you know, like a, a, a call for change in AW for concussions. Okay. Like, you know, if there's a sign for concussions, that the match should be immediately be stopped. Doesn't matter how much time is left, et cetera, et cetera. Stop for the player safety or for the wrestler safety. Smart. I think it's a no brainer. I, I yeah. why why stop at AEW? I think every wrestling promotion, even down to the Indies, that should be a thing. Uh, you know, hey, BCW kind of did that too. Actually, vicious Vicky yeah. at Queen of North. You know, she put up the X sign. It was the neck concussion. She was concussed. Her credit was her who stopped. stopped it, though, not the BCW officials. It was, it was her who stopped. stopped. No, well, well, it, was ul- it. it was ultimately their decision, actually, to not go on with the show. The so show that was good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was Nick Shin that refed the match, too. Yeah, I think so. And Yeah. So I, I think that, that that should be played in every all wrestling promotions, man. So if you're a wrestling promoter, you listen to that. Hey, listen to John Moxley, man. Consider that. Wrestling, wrestler safety, man. It should be paramount. That's your bread and butter. You're, if your wrestlers aren't healthy, you're not making money. So uh, Exactly. Yeah. That, sh- that should be a no-brainer. Like what happened in the NFL. The concussion protocol now. They t- they're, not, they're not playing with that stuff anymore. No. Uh, his name's Tua Tunga Bailoa last year, but that's a different story. But yeah, uh, that's, it's no joke. Science is coming out. There's studies coming out. It's, concussions are no fucking joke, dude. You've been a victim of a couple of times, right? Sticks. Yeah. Sticks concussions. Sticks. Sucks. Well, not close a few. But yeah, so... <laughs> Well said. Hopefully they listen because hopefully people at AEW listen to him because it's scary shit, man. Yeah, that's that's my goal. I literally just saw that and I was like, oh, you know what? That's a good thing to talk about right now. That's my go-home thought because I just saw it. And as someone that suffered a bunch of concussions, strong advocate for it. I'll second that. Good job. Thank you. You missed BCW's Nightmare at the Mecca. One hell of a show. Can you... Have any insight on what the fuck's going on with your client? Is she still your client? What's going on here? She's no, she is still my client. I was supposed to be there, but you know, I, I pretty much had the plague. Yeah, literally. if you will. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff been going on since Vicky's transformation. Like I've been seeing visions. I've been I, I don't know, zoning out, seeing like darkness and, and red. And I see her and. 
Just takes me to a. Mm. You there? Okay, buddy. I think you froze. Some Sorry, wait. What, what was what was the question? You okay? Yeah. No, I'm. That was weird. Another uh, another bout of cocksucky. You okay? No, another, another I, fever coming yeah. up. No, yeah, no. They just. I don't know. My voice again, is going like, up like this. Oh, anywho. Uh, so yeah, you know, vicious Vicky still still managing her. Um, I, I'm pumped. I'm glad she she beat all natural Ashley. Just like I thought she would. And on to the next, man. The Vicious Vicky Championship Tour continues. Not answering my question. Do you know what's causing this? What, what Did you piss her off? What's going on? What happened? I I had nothing to do with this. Like, she, like, I don't, she hasn't talked to anyone, really. Mm. Like, I, even even Rob, like, you know, the cup with him, just, he doesn't know what's going on either. Nobody you know, does. It's, uh, yeah, I, I thought maybe it was just something for Halloween. I was like, hey, cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, ever since this whole thing's been like, there's weird stuff been happening with me. I don't know what's going on here. I can't explain it. it, it <laughs> I have no fucking clue, dude. All right, interesting. We'll just move on real quick then. How you feeling about your Jets? Jets aren't doing as bad as we thought. What the fuck's going on there? You know, I'm excited for that because you, you know what? Of course you are. Going going into the season with Aaron Rodgers, we thought we going three and three by the bye would be a huge success. Without Aaron Rodgers, we're three and three coming out of the bye, and uh, we're looking good right now. The schedule is a lot easier now for us, so a playoff berth could be possible. We shall see. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it just it just seems like your coach saw something the media did not. He it's been proven right here. There's something with Zach Wilson. He's not great. He's not good, but he's getting there. He's mid. He's he's gone he's, from he's a plus getting, to a scrub. Hey, listen, he's come long ways, man. Yeah, that, so. that Kansas City Chiefs game was uh, his you coming out party, won. I think. You guys should have won that game. Because fuck the Chiefs. Oh, so, that defense sucks. Get don't get me started. I'm now, the Chiefs I am, defense is actually really good. <laughs> I am now legit. I can say I'm nervous about that game against you guys now. Because that fucking defense is just no fucking joke. Check you're the, you're the reason. Yeah. You're, they're the reason you're 3-3. Three and three. Um, unreal. Oh, totally. 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 But, you know, I mean... Hey, listen, man. Miami stall. Their 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 offense is greatest show on grass, right? Is what they're calling it. Greatest show on surf. Greatest show on surf. I I haven't heard that one. I thought I heard grass, but surf makes sense too. Um, Unless the referees are in your pocket and call nine penalties against you, and none blatant against the Philadelphia Eagles, which is again over weeks old news story now. So I'm gonna still holding on to it. But we should have won that fucking game, too. But thanks, refs. Good job, refs. Anyway, uh, I can go on now because now you got me fucking started. So let's end this now. Where can people find you on social medias? Hey, you can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my stuff is on there. You can also find Shot of Wrestling episodes on there as well. My interviews. I'm going to have a couple of cool interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. Uh, you can check out our social media pages where I'll be making some announcements actually about some updates coming to the show at shot of wrestling on all forms of social media we also have a youtube page did you know that yes well we do you, so I you can uh, watch the video version of us i was talking to the audience oh i'm talking to me you're looking right obviously at me. obviously you know asking me okay you can see us and listen to us on youtube on there clip it up all nice for you and uh hey give us some ratings give us some stars let us know how we're doing and let us know what you want to hear from us or who you want us to interview. Are you going to tell me about these announcements before you post them? 
because I don't know any about any announcements about changes we'll to the show. No, it's not necessarily changes to the show. Am I being absolutely kicking have... me out? Am I done? Am I being forced to retire? <laughs> no, don't get your hopes up. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you're still you're still shackled to that chair. Mm, great. Well, Marcus, welcome back. Glad you're feeling better. Good to see you uh, back on your feet. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for thanks. I appreciate the thoughts and kisses. No, I was just saying thank, thank you. I, it sounded like, sound like you were going to say something no, else. Fine. So I was getting you to talk. No, thank so, you, buddy. So uh, for Mark Schwann, I've been your host at Monday Party. Until next time, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>